he has for them. And so when we, we've been out this week sharing the gospel, and you know, one of the verses that we share is that when, when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I don't think any of us in this room even begin to fathom what that was that God did. And when you, when you share that verse with someone, that is intended to at least begin to try and communicate the love of God, you know, that he has for each one of us. The Bible says that one day we will, you know, Paul prays that, that during this life we will comprehend more and more the love of God. Because as we do, we will become like him and we will be filled up to all the fullness of God. And so... Uh, just a lot of the songs we were singing this morning was, was talking about, about the love of God. Well, this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about what's been happening in our community this week. And uh, how many of you on, on one level had a chance to jump in with our uh, other churches in town and, and other fellow believers? From, how many had a chance at some point to plug in to some part of it? I saw many of you there. Um, actually, I was, I was really pleased. Um, we had about 22 churches involved, and uh, <clears throat> I guess they keep stats on everything because we, you know, you register when you go out on teams, and uh, we had the most people go out on teams from Bethany. And all, so way to go, <laughs> Bethany. And so what we're going to do this morning, I, I think it's just so encouraging um, to talk about what God has been doing and, uh, you know, one of the reasons why the scriptures say we're supposed to get together is to encourage each other. We all need encouragement. The Bible says, you know, don't forsake the, ga- the, the gathering of yourselves together um, lest, and one of those says, lest we become discouraged. And so, I don't know about you, but as we get together, I don't know if you think about the word discourage, but what word is in that word? courage. Discourage, you know, when we're alone, we start to lose courage. When we're together, God uses that to encourage us. And so, as we come together as believers, there's, a, uh, there's an encouragement that, that is there in our hearts. And by the way, and I might, ha- we'll see how the sharing goes and, and <clears throat> just how our time goes here this morning. But You know, I think some of what we were able to experience, those that really plugged in, if you're able to, is uh, just a little bit of taste of first century Christianity. To us, it's pretty extreme. I mean, my life was so different last week. It was like totally different. And yet, you know, early church, it says, you know, we ate meals together every day. You know, in the early church, it says they broke bread daily. Together. They met together every day. It wasn't just Sunday and once during the week. They, they met together daily. And so uh, we had a chance to, in one way, shape, or form, to do that uh, this past week. So, <clears throat> But I'm going to uh, give an opportunity just to, just to share. And would you rather I come out there or do you want to come up here? We can, I'm going to come down here, and uh, I'm really happy to see some young people in the front row. 
because I just, we just love having kids here, I want you to know. <coughs> so why, why don't you introduce, we have, uh, I usually don't put visitors on the spot, but I know I can put these people on the spot. <laughs> why don't you just introduce who you are, and if you want to just greet us, you want to, would one of you like to do that, or both of you? Or? Just, just introduce your family to us, and just tell us, tell us how you got here. Let me, let me make sure I got this on for you, so. There you go. Here by a Ford Expedition, um, Minnesota <laughs> plates, and uh, uh, come from Minnesota, Dad, Dan, and Tara. These are our five uh, children. Um, came uh, to know Revive, maybe by the Holy Spirit uh, leading us to uh, a group in Minnesota, and it's a leading a, like a movement. Um, you see this every once in a while in the Christian community, and uh, we came here to, to pray for the community. So you've been here all week? Uh, I was able to take off work on Wednesday at noon. <laughs> oh, okay. Just trying to, um, this is our family vacation, so we're just trying to train up new missionaries right here, and um, it helps to start when you're young. Less, less fear. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So let me just tell you what, what happens. I guess I don't need this. I have... Another man. Um, wherever revive goes, one of one of the things that God does is He will raise up people who will um, <clears throat> just sense from God that this is a ministry that He's calling them to be involved in. And do you know how many missionaries there are right now? Have you heard the number in revive? It seems to me, I, I think there's like seventy-five or something like that. So I think there's 75 people who have quit their jobs, raised support, and are now uh, wherever. So here, this last week, they were here with us. They were leading some of our teams early in the week. And then they kind of pulled back and let some of us uh, learn to do that. So I want to just, I want to just hear, though, a little bit of, of what you experienced and, and maybe, you know, maybe one thing you learned uh, as a result of, of, of what happened last week. So does anybody like to, okay, I like to see that. <laughs> Susan's going to come up. <clears throat> Here you go. Uh, one person told me, one person told me they uh, really were surprised to even see me there last <laughs> week. Um, why don't you tell us why? Because this is not one of my strong points, <laughs> going out into, into the, I, I can do it other ways, but just, uh, I always feel so tongue-tied when I go into the community and try to, you know, I walk by and just keep on walking. So anyways, um, when Pastor Kim came back from Revive Texas, uh, the Lord put upon my heart to please show up. So I agreed I would show up. <laughs> he had to take it from there. And uh, so I showed up on Wednesday morning with a further agreement that I was not going to go before him. I was going to wait and go with him or after him, preferably behind him. <laughs> so he put me on two teams on Wednesday, which I was really disappointed because the team in the morning, we didn't encounter anybody. We went to an empty mall. <laughs> we were at Cedar Creek. But in the afternoon, again, um, I was on the team, and 
our team went up a mountain, and my team went up the tower, and I'm afraid of heights, so I stayed at the bottom. But I'm a good prayer warrior. I pray. So I, I prayed for those going up and those coming back, but I was really kind of feeling like I didn't experience the encounter. So I thought, well, I'm going back out on Sunday. I mean, Saturday. So I went out, showed up on Saturday, and was on a team, and they headed us out into the country. And every encounter we met was rejection, just totally rejection. We met people, but nobody would even let us get past, can we pray for you? So I'm really doubting now <laughs> if I was meant to do this. And just as we were coming back to town to... Um, meet the rest of the group for lunch, we decided to take a detour around Fleet Farm. They were bound to determine they were going to have an encounter. And the people in my car, and I'm going, oh, let's just get, over this, get this over with. <laughs> so as we pull in, um, you pull into Fleet Farm, and there's a housing development up behind us, student housing. And we pulled in, and the, our leader wanted to go to the strip mall, which I knew was empty, but we went anyways. And as we pulled in, they got out, we walked around, oh, it's empty, let's go to Fleet Farm. Well, I don't know, I, I, I turned around and on the corner of my eye, I see a gentleman walking down the street. And I said to our team leader, uh, David, who was the only male on our team, David, let's, go, let's us go and talk to him, because I wanted to be part of it. Well, we met Michael, and uh, Michael talked to us. Michael let us pray for him. Michael let us put him through the, um, wristband in the Bible verses, and Michael confessed, confessed his, his um, support or, or his belief that Jesus is his Lord and Savior. So I was able to experience the full flow this weekend. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be courageous next time. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. As John's coming up, there are a number of things that you know, Revive wants to accomplish. And one of the things that you'll see is there were like 36 people this week that made decisions for Christ. There were 99 people, I believe, that said they wanted follow-up, someone to disciple them. And, uh, I mean, that's really encouraging in one week. Uh, but I don't think that's, I do not believe that is, is the, the really the, the main thing that Revive wants to accomplish. <clears throat> what, what Revive would like to do is, is, is help us as believers to get to the point where this is something that we can do as a part of our lives. So just imagine, you know, this is one week, but just imagine if the church, there were like almost 2,000 people, uh, <clears throat> I think there were, now these are, some of these were the same people, but I, I think there were close to 2,000 people that went out. Just imagine if those people develop this as a lifestyle. Just imagine over a year's course of time how many people are going to have an opportunity to be prayed for or hear the gospel. So really the impact of this is not just the statistics of the week. It's what happens on an ongoing basis in the life of the church. So John's here, and uh, he, I have a feeling he was probably going out before Revive came to town. <laughs> But tell us what tell us what you experienced. Yeah, well, I was out uh, no, every day, most days, I think uh, I was there, and uh, varied experiences. Um, the first day, 
So you, who was I with? Yeah, we had a. That was that was the the day of the decision, the first day. And what did tell us what you said when when the guy came along? You said you tripped. How was it you? How did how did you put it? I, you tripped. Oh, till he made a decision. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, yeah. But that was that was great. Uh, yeah, this this fellow made a decision. We were over behind the eye clinic there, uh, on the walkway where uh, where there's a nice some bike trail and stuff. And uh, so he made a decision for Christ, and that was really neat the way that happened. And he lives in the same building where Roy uh, Luber does. So and I'm doing the follow up with him. So hopefully, who knows, hopefully we'll get him to church too, get him involved here. But I'm doing follow-up with him starting this week now. So that'll be great. So that was, that was the first day. So that was really exciting to have a decision the first day. Well, the second day, um, I was with a, another group, and uh, two of them were praying with two teenagers over on the side. And the gal I was with, uh, we were around the side, and we were praying while those two were dealing with the individuals. And then we said, well, we might as well sit on this bench over here and wait till they're through and we'll keep praying. And along comes a man. And this is the most unusual thing. Some of you heard this story. Uh, he is reading the, have, have any of you got the Bible, the very Bible that uh, we've been using? No, that isn't, yeah, you don't have it. But anyhow, it's, uh, those of you that haven't seen it, it's, um, it's just the, the gospel uh, and the New Testament but it's very colorful, and it's got tabs in it for the five verses that we uh, cover. And he's, he's got this Bible in his hand, and he's walking down the sidewalk like this, walking, reading the Bible. And he hardly looks where, like he knows where he's walking, but he's just so busy reading. And we said, do you know what you're reading? And he says, no, unless somebody shows us, shows me. And I thought, that sounds just like the Ethiopian eunuch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he was reading in John, and he, he had come to chapter 3. Somebody had told him in the, the group before they didn't get a chance to deal with him much, except I guess they did lead him to the Lord, but that was it. But then he said, I, they told me to read John. So I started with chapter 1, now I'm in chapter 3. And I don't understand this business of ye must be born again, and the wind bloweth where it listeth, and all this. So we're explaining this to him. Then he gets to John 3.16. Wow, is that ever a cool verse? He had not heard of it, John 360, and yet he was excited about that. So that was kind of neat. So we got to pray for him. He's a street person. Actually, he just, just got out of jail just a while ago. And uh, so we're just praying for him. And since I do this kind of work anyway with homeless shelters, you know, this will be a neat opportunity to meet with him again. Uh, then I have to think what ha happened. I had another experience. Um, what day was that? Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, I wanted to just share. This one was not a good day. We went out, and the ones that went out, we had nothing. We were in Edgar, and we went to all the parks. Nobody came to any of the parks. We said, Lord, how can this be? Well, Edgar is a town where my son lives, one of my sons, and his family, and they're not walking with the Lord. And I was, I've been so burdened for that town anyway and for the family. And so the two ladies said, well, listen, why don't we go by, and we'll go by the trailer court where they live, and uh, if they come out, 
fine, you know, let's pray that, that they'll come out of the trailer, out of their trailer. So uh, first we're coming, made around, nothing happened. And then he said, why don't you two go over and go the next block? So uh, the fellow that I was with, we walked back and forth along here praying, and they went right by the trailer house. And guess what? Lynn comes out of the house and just was putting her, her laundry away, and so they came up to her and said, say, we're just praying for people in the community. Can we pray for you? No, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And then the, daughter, the granddaughter came out too. But they are busy. But at least the Lord opened that door. I thought that was so neat. And who knows what might happen there. So keep praying for them. Then another interesting thing, I was just sharing that with Pastor. Another thing that happened. Last, last night or the night before, we came home. Didn't have a very good day that way day either. I had another fellow from the apartment that went with me a couple times. And we were kind of discouraged, too. It wasn't a very good day and not any results. We walk into the apartment, and three ladies that are always sitting there every night, they knew we went out uh, on this uh, uh, revive, and the three ladies said, tell us, what's this revive all about? <laughs> you know, uh, right now? Yeah. So we gave them each a Bible, and we went through the whole pro- process with them. And they, had, they were Christians, but they, they, so you can use this now to help somebody else. So that was a real teaching tool right then there in the apartment, which we didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that was our experience Great. there. Great. Yeah. Thank you, John. <clears throat> you know, if you think about Jesus encountering with people as he went about, you know, there was a woman caught in adultery, and that was a pretty, you know, sometimes you run into people that are just, they're just broken and they're guilty. They feel guilty. And so, you know, you have that. And then you have, uh, you know, you have times when the Lord runs into people. And I was thinking the day that he went out and he was talking to people and he was really sharing the, the news with people of who he was and everybody walked away. Remember that day? And Jesus looked at the disciples and he said, you guys going to walk away too? And they kind of said, where would we go? You're the only one that has the words of eternal life. And so some, sometimes, you know, this, this isn't about just going out and uh, having all great encounters. Some days are discouraging, you know. I can't help but think Jesus had a lot of discouraging days. I mean, just think of the times. He went to his own town, and he said he couldn't do anything there because they didn't believe. So you're going to run into people that, that won't believe and, and all those kinds of things. And uh, that's just part of what it is. And so, you know, we kind of have this desire that we want to go out, but we want it to be comfortable, and we want it to be good, and it's not always going to be comfortable, and it's not, not sometimes we're just going to be discouraged. I think, I think the question is, are we, are we willing to go through that for the sake of those, you know, who are ready? Are we willing to hit the hard spots for, in order to, to find, you know, the soft ones? So... I think it was <clears throat> Campus Crusade found that for every 10 people they encountered, about somewhere between one and two were open. So think about that. If you encounter 10 people, uh, you might get two good responses. And you might get eight people just go, ah, they don't have time. So, you know, one of the things that I learned from Revive is um, this isn't about you know, God's calling us to go, and, and this is the hard stuff about loving people, is to go and take rejection. Just think of the rejection that Christ took. Are we willing to do that? 
for the sake of people that will respond. So, Coy, do you want to share something? Oh, right here. All right. It started out the uh, first day we were uh, with Bob and this guy Bill and I can't remember his daughter's name, but he was he was from uh, Michigan. He's been doing this for 15 times. He's done it already. And uh, we went out. We Doris Doris said Doris healthcare thing. So we went over here because he said North. I didn't know there was one on Third, Third Avenue. But, uh, but we didn't. We never did find that place. But we're we're driving down Third Avenue on Third and Bridges there, and there, we, there's a new a new place there opening up with ice cream and that you know. So we stopped in there, and the guy was in there, and Bill Bill the guy was with. He started because he had a Harley shirt on, so he started talking to him about motorcycling. And he was really interested, you know, and he told them about a, a, a rally they have, and boy, the guy was really interested, you know. But then they talked to the guy about if we could pray for him, and he, he let us pray for him, you know. We gave him a bracelet, you know, and we were going to read the verses to him, but he said, I'm, I'm, do, I'm just opening up here now. I, but he said, I should give him the Bible, and he said, I'll, I'll, I'll read these verses, I promise you that. So that was encouraging anyway. And we each had ice cream, so that encouraged him a little more, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> encouraged you, too. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. But it, it was really good ice cream. And he's, he's going to open another shop up, so we prayed for a, with his new business and his business he's starting now, you know. So after that, we left, and we, we went by this rummy sale, and Bob, says, Bob John says, hey, let, let's stop at that rummy sale. And so... We backed all the way down Third Avenue, one-way street, <laughs> Stop for another running sale. We all got out, and there was a woman there. She had, uh, I think, there's two families living in the house. I'm not sure how, how many of those children that were out there, but the children were having a rummy sale. The, the woman was just kind of watching over them, but they were having a rummy sale there. So, so we talked to the lady. She, she was, a, she's a Catholic, you know, and she, she was talking to her, you know, and we. You know, we mentioned to go we pray for anything for her. She says, "Well, my husband is was here in Wisconsin, and he got to uh, he was working at the juvenile attention thing in uh, Merrill there or whatever, and uh, he was working there and he lost his job there. So then he went back to Texas, but she stayed here with this other family, and he, he was there. So so we prayed for her. we prayed for her." Uh, to get back together with her husband, or you know, whatever, you know, whatever worked, you know, whatever was God's grace, you know, whatever grace God has on them that they could get back together and sh- share their. Uh... But anyway, we we got to that point where you, we just after we prayed, we get a bracelet. And they saw the verses on there. This is really cool, though. All these all these kids here had this one of the colors on the bracelet, so. Each color, you know, yellow, one kid read that verse, the black, and then another had a black striped shirt, so she read that. And we got the, the blue, there was a girl with a blue shirt, uh, I think a blue, blue pants on, shorts. So she read that, and then uh, oh, and the red, uh, there was a, a girl with red on, <laughs> you read the red one. The, the, actually, the blue one, uh, the, the, the mother read, 
But the green one was the, you know, the bags you got at a rummy sale? She didn't have no green with her, but she had a bag there that was green, so she did it. It was just so awesome. And then, you know, I think we touched, uh, touched them a little bit, but really what, what touched me when we were sitting there talking to them, and as we were talking, the kids were going through the Bible and looking at them verses again. And that's pretty much the day I had that day, because me and Bob, I rode with Bob Johnson, and then we, uh, we got there with the, the dinner at the, when we had the dinner over at uh, Christ Community, we, we actually, we were, he wanted me to help set tables up here for the, for our, I'm going to jump Friday. in here, so you, fin you, fin you finish up, finish up, I just want you to. Okay, yeah, so we want to set up all the tables for you know, for our, the revival uh, um, for Bethany on fr uh, Friday, so at noon here. So when, when we do these testimonies at noon, we usually have somebody on the piano, so I'll just put my arm on your shoulder if you're... <laughs> but one of the things that I just want to mention Dave brings up is, you know, we go out with people, we're out basically to care about people. And uh, that's all, you know, sometimes you don't get to the wristband, sometimes you just pray for people, and... Uh, so, <clears throat> I uh, thanks Dave for going out and being a part of that. Wish you could have done more. Yeah. Come on up, Corey. What's that? I wrote it down so I can. Okay. All right. Great. Um, as I was thinking about this week, there's so much that happens. I could talk for hours. I'm not going to. I'm going to do it in a minute. Um, but so the Lord gave me. I said, Lord, do you want me to share something? And He gave me the word change. And so I went, oh, yes, so much has changed this week. First off, just in the people that we shared with. After you pray with them, just the change even in praying with them, those seeds that have been planted. Um, Rachel, Kara, Sheffelbein, and myself got to pray with a woman, and she received Christ. And there was a change in her, and we've been texting, and Nancy, Nancy Mitchell is going to disciple her. I'm so excited about that. And then just the change in the people, in the people that are out sharing, the change in the people in our church. I think our church is going to be very different. And just the people I was with, um, even my own children and the people that I'm close to, the changes I've seen in them and the way God has poured out on just the, the gifts he has poured out on them and watching that and watching these gifts and um, that has been overwhelming and just all the details, all the details that God has just um, taken care of and showed us how he is there. And then I think the biggest thing, obviously, is the change in me. Um, first off, just, just for providing people who have come in appreciate you all so much and how you've not only poured into our community but poured into us. Um, I w have been with some great people and have just learned how this can be a way of life. And so I see the change in myself and then on Friday I saw the biggest change and I didn't even realize it at first but I see people in my community so differently. And God I think has given me just a sliver of his love for them it's not that I didn't like people before, okay? I'm not anti-people. But he changed me, and I see people so different. Going to the, going to the store on Friday was really different. So um, if you haven't had a chance, um, I challenge you to, to join up. Thank you, Keith. <coughs>
Corey. So just a couple things. Um, this does affect lives. And uh, just two quick stories. I ran into a, one of my encounters, I ran into a blind guy down east of St. Mary's. By the way, I ended up in the St. Mary's Catholic Church with the priest praying for the church, if you can envision that. <coughs> I got done praying and everybody else was kneeling and me, the Protestant, was still standing. So <coughs> I'm not sure if I did a bad thing there. But anyway, it was, it was cool to see God working there. But just met a blind man, um, you know, alone. He has a two-and-a-half-year-old kid. I don't know how he does it. And, you know, last night, he was at the service. And <clears throat> he was getting plugged into a church in the, uh, you know where Roy Luber lives there? Yeah, getting, getting plugged in there with a guy that's discipling him. And so, and I met a guy over here, uh, over by in Rib Mountain, who lives over here, and he introduced me by saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm an agnostic, and I've, uh, I kind of gave up on all the religious, I won't tell you what he said. And we had this conversation back and forth, and uh, when we got done, it, it just floored me. The gal went over, and she was praying. I don't know why this struck me, but I think this happened because this gal was praying. We got done with the conversation. You know what he said to me? He said, you should come and visit me. I live at 901 Weston Avenue. And I said, you put the coffee on, I'll be there. So uh, this week, uh, I'm going to stop in and, uh, and visit with this guy. So evidently, there was something there that, that, that God had. So <clears throat> two things that I just want to, two things that Revive seeks as they, as they come into community. And, and I think after a week of them being here, both of these things have happened in in a lot of people. And uh, number one is unity of the churches. And I think God has brought this community together in terms of the number of churches coming together. Uh, I know it, it has not happened in the 20 years that I have been here. And so that's, that's the one thing. And the second thing they have come to do is to disrupt all of us and, and, and challenge us to be about the work of Christ, who basically lived out in the community, right? I mean, his biggest criticism was he was hanging out with the sinners and the tax collectors. And so Jesus was out in this community. Jesus said, you know, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. And Kyle and the Revived Ministry just kind of brings us back to the word of God and the challenge of the word of God as to what it means to be the church. And... Uh, Bethany has been on this journey for a few years now of, of getting away from expecting everybody to come here and, and us thinking about how we can go out. And so this is just a, it's kind of like we're walking pretty good, but this is kind of a, you know, <clears throat> pushing us along in that direction and I think confirming the direction. And I, I agree, I think that uh, we're just going to see uh, a lot more stars continuing to go up uh, on the wall. Well, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to close with uh, Day 5 Revive video, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Just want you to see what can happen in the life of, uh, of somebody in our community. This is from Wausau. Father, we thank you for what you have done this week, and uh, we thank you for what you're doing in us. And, Lord, we want to be like you. We want to be, as you, as we saw just last week, 
We want to be those ambassadors as uh, if you were making your appeal through us that through Christ you are not counting man's sins against them. Father, that's the message of reconciliation that you've called us to share. Thank you for what you're doing to, uh, to send us out to do that. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's uh, just watch the video and, uh, and then we'll be dismissed. <coughs>
Okay, if, if you missed out, uh, this week we are taking a time to uh, pray. In fact, all the pastors <coughs> last night up on the platform, we've committed ourselves to uh, take an hour every day in silence. We're coming together every day for seven days in complete silence just to listen to what God is wanting to say uh, to us. So we've also, two to three every day, starting today, we will be meeting together. I would encourage, I would challenge you to, uh, to pray with us. And uh, we believe that we have just begun to see what, what God is going to do uh, in our community. And uh, not just our community, one of the reasons why uh, Revive is coming back next Sunday night. They'll be here for sure at least another week. We'll see how long. And uh, we believe God is, is going to take this uh, to, to Wausau, not just to Wausau, but to the other parts of Wisconsin. So, Father, we thank you for uh, the plans that you have for us, not to harm us, but to prosper us. And uh, we pray for this gal uh, that we just watched, we pray that she would walk in this newness of life and uh, that that little baby of hers would have a whole different future because uh, she has found you because there were people that were willing to put aside their fear and step out and love her with the love of Christ. Thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to dismiss you. Uh, today's Above and Beyond uh, Sunday. If, you, if you're involved with that, you can just uh, put that in the plate as you go, and uh, you are dismissed.